You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 133 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. Back uh, and with me again is the co-host extraordinaire, the Akman. Everyone, how you doing? How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, so we all got a little break from Besiktas for a little bit there with the international break. And now this recent bye week, which has just come and gone. Um, so we took a week off just to refresh ourselves, if you will. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, how, how are you doing, everyone? First of all, glad to be back. I mean, uh, <laughs> something like that. I wish there, was, wish there was an actual game to talk about. Kind of miss... Like I'm like I'm an addict or something. I miss them playing, even though every time they make me mad. So, interesting. Um, but said, I still believe that you know next game will be better. So, we have every reason to believe that. I I I, I think. But anyway, that's off topic. We'll we'll stay on topic here. We will focus on Besiktas, and there's a there's a few things to talk about. So officially, we're dubbing this the final sort of transfer window episode we're, we're wrapping it all up um now that everything's in stone obviously it would take uh, till past the last day for us to even know with all the weird complications but um yeah i mean we've got some stuff to talk about we're gonna round up the window kind of give our opinions of, of where that leaves us what we should uh realistically expect given what we've seen transpire uh, and then we also have, to have a, I guess, a little bit of friendly talk. Maybe we'll do that first. Uh, we played Fatih Karagumruk, the best team in Istanbul, going into the break. Actually, that's not even true anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and then beyond that, there's... What else? What, what, what did we have to talk about, Evron? There was something else. The league table? <laughs> ah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, the league table. That's right. Uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll round up the league, the standing. Uh, and how things stand uh, having been out a week. This is not something that we've ever experienced before in the Super League, uh, a bye week. But so, yeah, here we are. Yeah, I mean, we kind of did, I think, many years ago when uh, Ankara Sport folded. But the bye week was a free 3-0 win. So. <laughs> yeah, so at least we got something out of it. Um, yeah. But whatever. Here we are. Um, yeah. Let's, let's do this. Let's talk about this. All right, so Fati Karagumruk with everyone. So obviously nobody could see this match. It was not televised. Uh, they did put some highlights up on the internet, on the official YouTube page, um, coming from that kind of terrible field level um, angle, like from the halfway point of the field. Not ideal by any stretch. 
but the, but the results were good, and there's some sort of stories to talk about from the match. But Evron, let me hand it over to you for a second. So tell us, I guess, who scored, and, and if you recall any of the highlights, you know what stood out for you. Yeah, I mean, we did score. You, if you want me to go, like, just spoil right away, just friendly. go we did score it. five. Yeah, we scored five. We allowed two, which is not ideal, but again, it's friendly. I don't really remember their goals too well. Um, I know Joseph de Souza scored the first goal off a corner. Um, Atiba sc scored the second goal. Uh, it was like a booba card, kind of like shimmy did. I remember they like did like a little chip through ball to Atiba, and he just like fake shocked it, like with like one on one with the goal. He fake shot and just ripped it past him. And then we went into halftime two two. Yeah, Salibur and, and Mevlut Erdint. A lot of people will remember that. I, I don't remember their goals, but uh, the family man had a brace. Within two minutes, boom. Uh, one was one was a corner kick, and the other one was a really sick Abubakar assist, in my opinion. It was a long ball from Montero, like from center back to striker, like towards the sideline. So Abubakar was chasing and just like, like with one touch, he just like back heel flicked it. Uh, wrong footed the two defenders. Laren stepped in between, ran through on goal and scored. Um, one was a was a corner header, and then. 57th minute, we won a penalty. I don't remember for what, but Abubakar uh, dispatched it to make it 5-2. So. Worth mentioning is Atakan had the second assist for Laren. Um, and, ah, okay. And uh, like one fun fact that you and I had a bit of a disagreement on was I said that I thought Laren and Abubakar could pair pretty well, theoretically. And at <laughs> least for one day, I think I seem to be correct. No, but obviously you can't based too much off of the one day. Um, some interesting side notes was that, you know, we came out with a fairly standard lineup. Oh, it is. Look at that. Yeah, so um, Abubakar, Atakan, and Gokan Ture up front. Uh, Ozan with Atiba and Joseph in the midfield. So Ozan in that number 10 slot, which is interesting. Uh, Valentin Rosier and Nejip. So I don't know how that worked out. Uh, Nedja, Nedja play left back, yeah. Managed to play in this game somehow. Uh, with, with Montero and Wellington in the mid, with, in the back of the line of defense. And Utku starting again, which is interesting. So some interesting decisions there, but no crazy decisions insofar as uh, the subs that would come in were interesting. You saw Serdar Sachi. Um, I don't even know who this guy is. Emirhan Delibash. Uh, came in this match. <laughs> some of the youth players, yeah. Yeah, so some names I hadn't even heard yet. Uh, of course, Kalafat, um, but not Kerem Kalafat. Almost Khan Kalafat entered this game. Uh, yeah, Kerem Kalafat was loaned out, but not this other kid. Uh, almost Khan is uh, the the guy who he was the ball boy during the Liverpool game in Ataturk. Olympia when we when like it took a video after we won the PK shootout. Yeah. And he's now on the uh, Hungarian youth national team. He's pretty talented. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. supposedly a bright talent. So I, I I wish I could have seen these kids play to be honest. It's a shame. <laughs> uh, this yeah. wasn't available. But anyway, let's not spend too much time on the friendly. Obviously it's nice we got a good result and the, the sort of byline that came out of it, which is actually very nice is that supposedly Valentin Rosier had a very good game and looked solid at right back. So, uh, A, that means hopefully he'll be inserted into the lineup. Uh, B, that means hopefully Nedjip won't be. Although, 
The fact that he still managed to get in there was a little unsettling. Yeah, well, I think we had our two left backs were our international duty. And Sakala for the uh, senior team of DR Congo, Congo yeah, and exactly. Ridvan for yeah, the uh, yeah. U21 Turkish national team. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's. And we also, you know, got rid of our young left back for the Wellington deal. So. Don't even. Don't even talk about oh, my guy Ahmed G, man. Um, yeah, and I think Serdar Sachi is also a left back he, who entered the game later on, but I'm not honestly sure about that. Um, anyway, I'm glad I guess that they went sort of deep into the into the youth roster there. I, you know, I've unfortunately did Ozan Akun get loaned out? Uh, yeah, to Alton Ordo. I think okay. it was like low key part of the Atakan deal, but. Okay, interesting. Um, but so yeah. Anyway, two-year loan. Fun fact of the day. Fun. Um, but so yeah, we're already kind of doing it. We're sort of moving into the transfer window, and we we're sort of we're touching on stuff. So let's just talk about it. Let's just dive in. And I guess first, the news that we have to probably mention here that we have not talked about officially is that they made that final cut to accommodate Rashid Ghazal, and it is Tyler Boyd. Uh, which it probably isn't yeah. isn't incredibly shocking considering it was going to be him or Nkudu. I think Nkudu. Or maybe I didn't have And then there was Lyach or Hasich were like the two uh, the, other potential yeah. names that we heard at some point. But I think it was between Boyd or Nkudu. Was, Boyd was reliable, but Nkudu is probably better, but he's always a hurt. So it's exactly. kind of like, the, you know, which one do you want to... No, and, and it's, it's what's unfortunate about it, and I guess let's just dive in, is that it's a decision that should not have had to have been made. You know, both of those guys are actually quite useful in the lineup, and there are a number, you know, what, what should not have happened is bringing in Rashid Ghazal on a loan, honestly. Uh, and what should have happened was uh, bringing in either another striker uh, to, to replace Kyle Aaron. Or perhaps no move at all, frankly. You know, if if, if yeah. you're really in deep financial dire straits, as has been broadcasted via the Birak Mami, like asking for charity campaign and all of that, uh, just live with it then, if that's the case. You know, swallow whatever it is that you have to swallow and play the guys that you're paying and, and hope that they play well enough that you can uh, get some money for them at the end of the day. And so yeah. with that said, of course, it's not just Tyler Boyd who we uh, are not going to be playing, but we'll be paying. Um, not to rhyme intentionally there. But uh, additionally, of course, there's also Jeremy Len and Douglas, uh, the right back who has Dougie Doug. Dougie not so fresh. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, Isimat. who else are we missing? Oh, yeah. Omar, you forgot. Isimat Mira. Of course, I meant Mira. And, and what's unfortunate about all of these guys, including Douglas, if we're really digging deep, is that none of them are bad players. Douglas, we got him because he was coming off a really solid year for Sebas, if, if anyone recalls. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason, A, that none of these guys should not be playing football this year. Uh, and or B that we should not have gotten any money for them whatsoever. I mean, it's absurd that you would even have to give them away on free transfers because they're all useful players who could be helping someone play football somewhere. You know, uh, they're all professional footballers at the very least. Uh, but then on top of that, that you would have to then also be paying their salaries because they're going to be sitting 
at home. I mean, yeah, it's it's absurd. Or the reserves, whatever what they're doing, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, supposedly, I think Tyler Boyd has been invited to train with the team, but as far as I know, Germain Lenzen and Nicolas Isimat Mirin and Douglas are all scattered to the wind, you know, which is just, yeah. I mean, I almost feel bad for them because that, like, even if they train hard, there's going to be, for anyone, this sort of, like, are they going to be fresh? Let's pay them a little less because they're, you know, so they're, they're losing market value themselves. They look like they're discardable at the very least, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I sense that by keeping Tyler Boyd around and training and stuff, they're probably telling him that they're going to maybe try to accommodate him again in the, in the winter or, or, or at least loan him or something. I, I, it's not clear, honestly, but... Um, Ah, yeah, I, n none of this really makes a whole lot of sense to me. It's all very bizarre. I'll be honest. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that? No, it's it's just, I guess, you know, that we have inflated contracts that we couldn't get rid of. Um, and then on top of that, uh, we clearly started getting because said he wanted more players. So the management decided to bring in more players, but uh, no one left. Uh, the only foreigners who left was uh, Ruiz, who left, you know, like mid last season. Yeah, and, and not very. And pleasantly. then Rocco, and Rocco, we still owe money to, and he's the only one who left. So uh, that I guess I'll tell you the the state of our outgoing transfer. Yeah, and what's interesting is that Enzo Rocco ended up doing us pretty solid in the end, right? He didn't like report us or do anything dirty. Yeah. Um, and he probably could have, since everyone else seems to be inclined to do that. But so yeah, I mean. Let's do this. Let's, let's, I mean, the, the, the funny thing about this whole transfer window is that when you look at it in a vacuum, you know, without looking at, for example, what we needed to begin with and, and the holes that were probably not filled ultimately, um, we brought in some talent. There's a lot of promise, I think you could even say, as far as like getting a little creative, bringing in guys that were maybe sort of under the radar. Um, we're going to go back a little bit. In fact, Quickly, I think it's important to mention, so going into the transfer window, let's do that. Let's back back up a second. Going into the window, this is the scenario that we had. We needed desperately a striker. Um, Burak Yilmaz left sort of surreptitiously. Um, that, that was the one sort of huge need. Uh, by Janer Erkin leaving and Gokan Gonul, we had needs on either flank as well of the defense. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, I think that was going in. Yeah, we just had those three departures, and then um, we had uh, a couple other, you know, like the Wellington transaction. We lost two, like you know, defenders technically. Yeah. Um, sure. But and then Alpai at the end and Rocco in the middle of the season. So we that was really. But going in, we just lost Ruiz, um, Janer, and Gekhan. Like, yeah. I'm going into the so I guess yeah, and so our back, our big need also was on the back line to replace Ruiz, and so we had those four holes. Uh, but additionally, we had this sort of we, we all knew that there were giant financial constraints. The going logic was that we needed to discard Domagoj Vida, Adem Ljajic, Jermaine Lenz. Right, I'm thinking of the big contracts here. Who am I forgetting? Um, Obviously, like Enzo Rocco, Nicolas Isi, guys like that. Um, who am I forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting someone. 
I guess I, mean, I guess Ousan had a high contract. Yeah, but, but he took a cut. Bu- uh, Burak Yilmaz, obviously, but again, he sort of just bounced. Um, yeah, before the last game of the season. Yeah, so. uh, weird. Uh, but so, yeah, that that's the situation was that we had four major needs, but we also were probably going to need to shed salary, which may have created other needs, but those were going to be needs that we, we could... didn't shed any salary. <laughs> yeah, and so I, in the end, we did not. So that's what I'm sort of getting at. And this is why I wanted to, to do this little rewind. That was a major problem that was just not addressed and a huge check, you know, a box that was not checked ultimately as far as um, one of the major objectives of the offseason. Um, Ahmed Nurchevi sort of bragged about how he saved 8 million, uh, I don't know if it was Euro or, or Turkish Lira because that would make more sense, but it, it, it certainly didn't ring true to me that I didn't see how he could have really made that claim. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was the players he did sign, um, he haggled with them. Um, and I think all the salaries are reasonable. I don't think anyone says like anyone's, like, you know, wild, wildly overpaid. And for transfer fees, we only paid in total like 800000 um, for loan fees and then Atakan's, you know, little 150k. But uh, the thing is, we didn't shed any costs. And yeah. now we're stuck with... I think about we. He said we only spent eight million on players. I think that's what he was referring to. But then we also have six million in salaries were, yeah. of players that are not allowed to be registered. So. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I think that's that's a major L. Uh, and now let's look at the four holes. Central defender. We already talked about the Wellington move. Um. That's probably the worst move of the window. Uh. Although I will add yeah. that we. In- we also got Alvaro Montero, or sorry, uh, Francisco Montero, uh, who may be good. We'll see. You know, he certainly shows potential. He's young. Um, there is a relatively affordable buyout fee at the end of his one or two year loan. We can extend it a year. Um, so I think there's some promise in that move, to be honest. And I like that he's young. Yeah. Would you go, would you go that far with me on Montero? Yeah, I think Montero was the one I was happy with. Is I think the the financials were favorable, but Wellington, uh, you know, we traded away two young players: a 22-year-old Fatih Aksoy and a 17-year-old left back Ahmed G. Yeah, or most of him anyway. Could, was a <laughs> yeah, most of him. Um, so Fatih, we completely gave him away, uh, and he could have played CDM's center back or right back. Um, if we wanted depth. Um, instead, we got a, only a center back who was a foreigner, and you know, I, I don't think he really necessarily filled our needs. No, um, I would definitely go with you there, um, especially if you consider that but, I think Montero was brought in as the Vita replacement, and then we kind of got stuck with Vita's contract too. So fine, like, well, I mean, I think it's the thing was we didn't really we brought in I guess Wellington I I thought was going to be the Vita replacement. He's a right center back, and Montero, I guess, would be like a Ruiz replacement because he's a left center back. And he's Spanish. So. But in the end, we didn't get rid of Vita. We got rid of Rocco. And then now we only have three center backs, basically. Uh, because we also got rid of, at the end of the window, um, Alpai Chelebi. Alpai Chelebi. So I, we, we really don't have. Uh, and we loaned him where two was center it? backs. Alanya again. Alanya as well. To Alanya. So are these guys playing? Yeah. Here's my question. Um, I guess it's a little early, maybe for Alpai and maybe even for Ahmed G. But is Fatih Aksoy playing for Alanya? Fatih played three games so far. 
out of five. The last two games he didn't play. Um, right, um, yeah, we'll Ahmed G got one sub appearance, and then Alpai has he just joined and hasn't been in the squad yet. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and we'll talk about why that's relevant later. But, um, those guys are thriving, or, or their team is anyway. Um, but so yeah, moving on from the back line, which is sort of a hit or miss story in that we, again, uh, as far we as- We also signed, I guess, as you mentioned, we loaned in Rosier, and then we signed Insakala on a permanent deal. Those were only two- Well, yeah, and I haven't even hit up the flanks yet. I meant more the, 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 the central defenders. Uh. Um, <laughs> as far as they go, I think, one major aspect of this is that we did not shed the salary of Domingo Vida, which is not good. Although we can obviously use his talent considering that uh, Wellington is maybe not uh, who we want to be seeing play as regularly as they'd hoped. Um, so, you know, as far as having Vida and Montero on the back line, I feel like that's a very good uh, Super League tandem. Yeah, it's not a combination we've seen yet, unfortunately. But Yeah, right. Well, hopefully, hopefully we will, yeah. No, and I have a feeling that that could actually work out. So, okay, they lucked into that one, perhaps, and they were uh, one of three as far as getting rid of Vida. Uh, Wellington is a miss, so that's 0 for 2, and then Montero is the one of the three. So, 1 for 3 is not a very good record. Uh, we go to the flanks, where um, we lost John Erkin. We replaced him with Fabrice and Sakala very quickly. That must have been worked out uh, in advance, obviously. Um, and we sort of were clinging to Ridvan Yilmaz, obviously, as our backup there. Um, both yeah. of us, we've already talked about this to some extent. I don't think we need to go back too much on it, but I think we were both relatively okay with this move. And still, I don't think either of us is like, I think a lot of people are already writing him off, but I think that's unfair. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think out of the two of those, like Alanya, you know, Transfers we made at the same time in Sakla made sense. Um, you know, he's a free agent and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's a better player than Wellington, also, but he's not like a perfect, perfect option. But he's also much cheaper than I think he's one third of the salary John Air was making. So, yeah, exactly. No, I and I think he could still pan out to be honest. I, I, I'm, I'm not writing him off yet. Uh, on the other side, this, this deal took way too long. Um, and I think you could make the argument that getting a foreigner as for a right back further strained this whole situation we have with all the yeah. dead contracts. Um, we didn't want We passed wanna... on Mertil Maz. We passed we on pa and, then... and Nazim Sangade, supposedly. Yeah, I guess Nazim maybe we were outbid. But like by not but that Mertz, much. We were not outbid. We just passed on him. The reported fee that we offered was the exact same that Antalya ended up paying, so. Um, yeah. and, and frankly, I don't think we got outbid by Fenner enough that we shouldn't have, you know, upped our bid a bit and stayed on it for Nazim and, and pushed it. Obviously, we know Ahmed Nurcheb is, is quite a uh, negotiator there and, and a bit of a penny pincher, I guess. But um, <clears throat> that could have been useful, especially considering Valentin Rosier is a loan with a loan. no option to buy so even if it pans out really well i mean we're back to the we're back to needing a, a player at the position next year ultimately and, and if he plays really well we're gonna have to probably pay more than we can afford to for him so too bad um apparently he looked really good in that friendly though so obviously we hope for the best as far as this season goes but 
I don't really even know what to say about that. <laughs> um, and we don't really have a backup for, for Rosier uh, beyond Nedjip, which is frightening. Um, moving on to the center of the midfield, which again, you'll note we did not list as a box that needed to be checked. But it's actually in some ways perhaps the best move of the, of the window, at least on paper, we'll see how it turns out. Bernard Mensa. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, everyone? And and, and yeah, also we so, brought Ozan back. I guess you know if you have any other things to mention there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I guess the Ozan came like back from his loan, um, and we kept him. And then um, Bernard Mensa is like another eight. But uh, I think he, he's alone with an option to buy. I don't think it's like a fishing obligation, but it's, it's assumed that we will make that permanent based on you know the attitude around everyone you know with the transfer but so i uh 25 year old good you know in his prime years i think everyone was pretty hopeful and he had a good start mensa as a team kind of turned to to do so did <laughs> so did his performances but uh, i think looking forward it should be good um and then the other center mid spot we signed another six or i guess an El Nini replacement yeah uh, Joseph. This is what for, yeah, so I guess Sarah viewed that and did not view Fati as a on any replacement. Uh, and, um, and so we got Joseph, Joseph de Souza. I'll be honest that I'm way more okay losing a guy like Fati knowing we did bring in Joseph, although obviously we didn't know that for a long time and that was up in the air. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Joseph fits that profile I, I, I was suggesting. I mean, he's just a better version. Yeah. A lot older and a lot more expensive, but uh, right, and that's that was know, what I was gonna a say. tall ball winning number six versus what we had before. And and so. and they even did a fairly good job as far as you know. I think they're paying like what one and a half mil or something like that. Like yeah, I think it's one point three. Yeah, so that not bad considering what he was earning previously, uh, even for yeah. Fenner not long ago. So I, I I'm okay with these moves so far, with the exception of course with of Wellington. Um, now we move to the wings, and we saw a lot of activity here. Um, Diaby yeah, out, um... Diaby out, Tyler Boyd <laughs> quasi out. You know, he's I guess whatever. He's like a training team, uh, B team now. Um, Atakan in, uh, Nkudu stayed, Gokan Tore in. Uh, that's a decent move, free also, and he took a pretty massive pay cut to come. Uh, and then and Rashid finally, was we have deadline day. Rashid Gizal, who was not really a need. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, no, nah, I don't think anyone expected that. <laughs> like, it just kind of came out of nowhere, but um, yeah. yeah so, Gizal's alone, Teresa and uh, Atakana permanent deals. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, Gazal is alone with no option to buy, so um. Not much of a long-term move in that regard, but he could contribute this season, I guess we hope. Um, yeah, I mean, my main worry with Gezal is he's a kind of similar type of player to Gekantere. Um, I mean, obviously, you're, when we watch him, we're not going to say they're going to be identical, but, you know, same age, uh, both left-footed right-wingers, both like to cut in. Um, and it's like, do we, if you had to, you know, remove a player from your squad, did you really want to bring in another right winger? I mean, I guess. 
Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like the ideal lineup is going to feature Nkuju and Gazal. Um, I guess it's also worth noting Hasich, who we signed like last in January, who's finally with the team, has been mainly playing as a winger also. Yeah, so I was going to um, say. So it's kind of like we tripled up in that role. Um, yeah, I, I, and he's interesting. I guess he's also kind of a right winger, though, at least thus far. They like bring, you know. Yeah, Hasich is, I think, primarily a number 10, but so again, just put him on the wings. We can only play with a number 10, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, we're, 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 we now are, are in sort of weird territory. We're creating some redundancies, some overlap here. Um, obviously, you yeah. need depth. I, mean, I think the players are good. Yeah, no, exactly. And you need depth. Let's not yeah. forget it's, it's, it's a crazy long season and all that. But um, at the expense of um, a striker. Now, now we get to the interesting part of the lineup. And this... Uh, Wow, yeah, this was this was a very prominent aspect of the transfer window. It took a long time to get resolved. Way too long. The final resolution for, for you and I, I think, I, I don't know if I'd say it was ideal for us. I think we're both very happy. I think I, think I mentioned him like in March as a striker I wanted. Um, yeah, like I said, I think we're both very happy to see uh, Vincent Abubakar back with the team. And I think... Um, we both agree that that could really work out well. Uh, we've already talked about that in substance, so if you want to hear us really talk about it, go back to the episode where he came. Um, but at the same time, we both agreed he needed an insurance option, right? Because we know of his uh, ability to be injured, and at least you kind of want to minimize his injury risk by, by spelling him occasionally with another uh, solid player. And so we'd hoped for an upgrade uh, since Kyle Laren had sort of tailed off. Um, you know, obviously we had a lot of excitement. We called him the family man. He got a nickname even. <laughs> um, and, but it didn't quite pan out, unfortunately, for, uh, after a while. Uh, but so, what do you think, Evron? You know, where does this leave us up front? Are we okay um, with, with those two? I, I'm guessing they're waiting until January. Um, but yeah, I don't think any striker will come in. On, we need people to leave. Um, I think the big miss from the beginning of the window, window was Akpom. I think that would have been like that perfect like second striker, wing striker player. Um, unfortunately, that did not work out as we drew them in the Champions League. Yeah. And then, um, thankfully, the Kalinic thing is done. We don't have to talk about him again. But Yeah, and he signed with yeah, someone else. Where did it go? Or? Yeah, for Hellas Verona. Yeah, okay. um, but, I mean, I guess, I guess they'll just wait till January. Um Unless Laren, maybe Laren will relax now because he doesn't feel like he's going to get kicked out of the club. Yeah, yeah, that could help. You never know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, he definitely looked really low on confidence that like that two game period where we stopped calling him the family man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lost his shine for sure. No, I mean, so obviously, like you know, the good solid performance against. Um, Fati Karagumruk in the in the friendly is that's good news, you know, and and the the solid pairing, that solid, you know, the solid pairing with Abubakar is hopefully going to be good news as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, we, we didn't address that. That, that. Of all the positions where we needed an upgrade, I would have certainly said Lara needed the upgrade over Tyler Boyd. Uh, but so that's they didn't they didn't do that. They went with Boyd. Uh, and I'm guessing it had more to do with what they were able to do more than what they wanted to do, because obviously there's a lot of talk of this yeah, I mean, for a long time. 
Sorry. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't really think we needed another player. Um, I think you know we had a lot of time to sell players. We waited until like I mean I can find the exact day we brought in a Bubakar, but we waited way too long to bring in us. I mean he was available for a while. Yeah. Um, we signed him September twenty fifth was the day he was official. We probably could have signed him before the Pauk game. Uh, and then he wasn't even available for the real Av game. So, like, we really waited forever um, to sign a striker. And then by that point, we already, you know, we couldn't sell Laren before with no striker. And then we left ourselves, like, a week or two to sell Laren. And everyone, like, the thing is, is, the only people who still have money to spend at the end of the window are rich people and panic buyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we couldn't afford to be so, the latter, so no no rich yeah no rich people were gonna buy laren um so all the people who were probably interested in laren or boyd probably already you know spent like alanya let's say maybe we could have alanya signed kuma babakar you know players like that like most teams were already got their number nine and now we're just the same we're just stuck with these players and their huge contracts so. yeah and i'm and i'm way more concerned by the guys like german lens and douglas who were very clearly not going to be in the lineup you know, yeah. like Laren, we kind of had to hang on to because we didn't have anyone else, right? Like until we got Abubakar, fine, right? And you need someone to sort of play until the last minute. Um, and and again, I'm not I'm not opposed to keeping any any of these guys if you just say, you know what, we're keeping them, we're recouping some value on these guys, we're playing them, and we're hoping for the best. Even if it's Jeremy Lenz or you know whoever, but even if it's Douglas, to be honest, I I don't even think we saw enough of them for me to be really pissed if they if they decided he needed to play, but. Uh, it's what's sort of really a, a disaster about it all is that they just you know couldn't figure any of that out. So I don't know. Better luck in January, I guess. But let's move on. Uh, Evron, tell us where we stand now. So after five weeks in the Turkish Super League, <laughs> we've only played four matches because of this weird bye week. Yeah. Uh, and so how, how, where, where are we? We are in the uh, the best relegation spot. Uh, nice. <laughs> You want to look at it in an optimistic way. So we're fourth from the bottom in 18th place. At least we're the best in something. Um, yeah, so we're, there's four teams on four points. Başakşehir, Gençlerbirliği, us, and Gaziantep. So we're just behind Gaziantep on goal scored. And they're just outside the relegation zone. Um, Denizli won on, you know, I guess the day we're recording Monday to leap ahead of us. Drop us down in. And, uh, you know, top, if you want to look at the top of the table, Alanya's with 13 points. Uh, with the game in hand, um, and then comes Fener with 11, and then Fatih and Alanya with 8. So if we do win, and Rich next week against Denizli, um, we would be at 7 points, which would be 1 point outside of a European spot. Um, so, you know, the, the end is not quite near yet. Don't need to yeah, don't hit the panic pull out button the pitchforks. Yet, exactly. No, and, and it's really important um, to remember yeah. that uh, and I, th- I think I've said this before, but, you know, this first stretch, including the last match, even though we had Abubakar, uh, A, it was his first match in like a year. B, uh, we didn't have a right back yet. We still had Valentin Hosea heading up in license. So um, that first stretch, that first four matches was with, was with major holes in the lineup, with a lot of new pieces settling, you know, uh, and now the excuses are out. We've got Joseph, who's played with the squad for a while. You've got Abubakar, who's played with the squad yeah. now, Valentin Rosier. They've even played a match because of this friendly, which I'm glad they at least scheduled one. I feel like they could have maybe done another, but whatever. Um, 
all things considered, they got through this stretch of matches where we did have these major holes with four points. Not ideal, obviously. You'd, you'd obviously, like, crap, you know, we'd love to have 12. But uh, it, it, that was not in the cards, considering that. And these aren't just, like, quote-unquote little holes, right? Like, to not have a striker is a big deal. That means we had no... Yeah. <laughs> no reliable uh, presence up front. No one to really score. Um, so now is, I think, where we can really start to to sort of put these guys on the clock, you know, the, the, the people who are responsible for this window, and really see what they've put together. Um, hopefully it works out. Again, I don't think in a vacuum you can really say they brought in anything terrible. Uh, they did a fairly decent job of acquiring talent in some ways. And even some shrewd deals, like you love to see a, a, a one plus one loan with a cheap option for you know, a 21-year-old Spanish talent from Atletico Madrid. Like Some things are clever, right? And, and Mensa, not, not a bad deal. But then other things are, are sort of odd. And, and you know the two loans that take up foreign spots with no options to buy, those are sort of head scratchers, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, and, and again, like it doesn't mean that they're duds. They could contribute. They could play well this year and get us somewhere. And then, hell, you know, maybe maybe we buy them if they are good. And you know, it's it's no skin off anyone's back. I, I I don't think that's likely. And I think if they play well enough, that we want to buy them. They probably out. You know, we're out of the price range now. So that's the. I don't really get it. I don't get the logic of these deals, but. Again, you know, whatever it is, we hope for the best. Um, any any closing words like that, Evron? You know, anything? Any any disagreements there with me? No, I mean the the window was, uh, yeah, like it it could have been. I, I think this would could have been a really big window, um, and we just kind of moved laterally. Is how I see yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Um, in every way, financially, like, uh, talent-wise, yeah. right? Like, I don't think. Yeah, it's just kind of like a lateral step. Um, I think. I mean, I think we still have a squad strong enough to win the title. Um, yeah. If everyone stays, but, healthy. you know, they have to play yeah. well. Yeah, they have to play well. They have to be healthy. Um, speaking of healthy, uh, I guess it's the one big news we forgot to mention was from international break. Mensa tested positive for COVID. Oh, yeah. um, he said he's fine. I, I'm assuming he's non-symptomatic. Yeah. Um, since he's tweeting and stuff, but he'll probably be out for like a week or two. I'm not sure the exact protocols. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he may get the three negative tests in in time. I doubt for this upcoming match, but it's, I don't even know if it's impossible. Because yeah, well, I mean, time. he tested positive a few like what four days ago, I think, and there's still a whole week left to the Denizli game, so I think he'll miss the Denizli game. Yeah, he'll likely miss the Denizli game, but I think it could sometime just be in November. One. Yeah, I think we'll see him back. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not devastating, and I think we have you know Liaich, for example, um, who should probably be yeah. playing anyway. I, I don't think that there's any reason that Liaich and Mensa couldn't both play. I, uh, but we've talked about that. Like that's a I don't know. I don't know if Saragain's a little timid there for whatever reason. I, I certainly think that having Joseph now should make that even more plausible, right? Because now you have a really solid defensive option in your midfield who can, who can shut things down when they need to be shut down. Yeah. Um, but look, man, it's, it's not the end of the world. Everyone should sort of step off the ledge here. We actually have brought in talent. We could be really good this year if everything worked out. Um... You know, I think 
I think Fenair is being overhyped. I still believe that from the bottom of my heart. Um, I mean, yeah, they signed like 30 million players. Yeah. For about 30 million. Exactly. <laughs> and they're, they're on the edge of financial ruin one way or another. Um, Galatasaray lost again today to Alanya Spor, who you already mentioned earlier, but they're, they're running the table at the moment somehow. Um, you know, like, we're not terribly positioned here. Bashakshi here is even worse off than us. Um, I really, I really think that this season is not only salvageable, but I don't even think we have to be talking about salvaging anything yet. I think um, when all things are said and done, we're, we have a, a game in hand. So if we had seven points right now, uh, people would certainly not be that worried about where we are, and, and we'd be very much in striking distance still. I think that that remains to be seen that we, for anyone to say that we aren't at this point. Um, yeah, hope for the best, everyone. We'll be back next week, live, you know, fresh off the match, because it's on Monday, and we'll be recording on Monday. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be on the road against Denizli Spore Monday, October 26th, at the 1 p.m. match for us here. I think that means uh, 7 p.m. In, in Europe, 8 p.m. in, in Turkey, I believe. Obviously, check your local listing. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, everyone, what do you got to say to these people to, to close out? Uh, you know, team of Bubakar. Bubakar hub train. That's about it. I'm, I'm team of Bubakar. That's my, that's my one positive note for the window. Yeah, man. It, it's my man. It's going to be great to see him. I, you know, and I, I genuinely feel like we shouldn't overlook... The fact that we have a lot of fun new faces that are developing and maybe a decent team ethos that seems like positive, uh, fun guys in, in the locker room, which is, you know, it's, it's important. Um, I think there's, there, there, as long as the spirits remain high, if they can get a couple decent results together that can create enough momentum that, you know, this, this might actually not be a bad season at all. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of ifs at work, to be sure. Uh, but so there, uh, obviously, follow us on Twitter um, at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast. One word, no space. Uh, follow the mothership for the lo- latest news. There's not a lot of news dumps these days, but you know, who knows? Uh, at Bashitash underscore INT. Follow myself at Sir underscore right underscore a lot for, for you know, all of my, my musings. Everyone <laughs> um, over here is still uh, on hiatus from the internet. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know how you do it, but anyway, uh, stay tuned. And as always, I, think, uh, I would be remiss. Go, Back. Both Matt against Dennis. Hopefully, in high spirits. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess for you, everyone, it would it, it make that Nah, I need to win. Then they can get relegated. Then they can win.
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.